Takeout is cool, but delivery gets pricey. So, like a phoenix from the ashes, indoor dining is back at Forge Eatery. I use the analogy because the food is fire. It's a new approach to farm the table. No overalls, just dope food. Try my favorites, like the mushroom stew with pine nuts and ricotta, the cornmeal fried happy oysters, and the seared duck breast. Also, ask about the chocolate chip cookie tins. Mini chocolate chip cookies with a dusting of sea salt. Simply delicious. Head on over to ForgedEatery.com to check out the current menu options and make a reservation today. Forged is located at 3520 Chestnut Avenue in Hamden. We're shaking cats and kittens. This is Rob Lee from Mastermind Team's Robcast. I am the Rob in Robcast, the Silver Linings Playboy, the American Wave, the Midnight Snack Rob Lee. Get it straight. For all of you guys out there listening, we do a podcast. Me and my uh, silent partner here. Yep, Torn, you know. Uh huh. Probably the cool one out of the group, but you know. I, I don't know. Is. I don't know if that's accurate. I have to be. Say, say more about this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It's just like, get yourself over as the cool guy. I'm the cool guy. Look, Listen to my voice. That's it. You're as cool. Mm. Dis- you're you're Kawhi Leonard. You're the Kawhi Leonard of this oh, podcast. Oh, shit. I'm a fun guy. I'm a cool guy. <laughs> so listen to us every week. We cover weird news, pop culture, entertainment. The cool guy, Torn, don't call me Tron, Tron, and me, Rob Lee, the King Snake, uh, the Thoughts of Doom, the man with 101 aliases. And we're on every week on MTR Podcast, and that is mtrthenetwork.com. That is on Apple, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are found. Those are going to be MTR Podcasts. Look for us on YouTube and check us out on the Instagram account and Facebook, both at MTR Podcast. Check us out every Tuesday. New episodes are dropping. Subscribe today. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and today's guest is an artist, owner, and the founder of Dear Globe Coffee. We have Leanne Navarro. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Uh, always good to see smiling faces, people we know, people we know. So, um, again, thanks for coming on. And I want to give that 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 view of what your work is about with Dear Globe. Um, and in the thought and or the thinking that one and two naming um, Dear Globe and the intention intentionality of that. Definitely. Um, I have been in the coffee industry since I was a teenager. It was my first job. Um, and and I've, I've been very passionate about being in a cafe and being part of the community since then. Um, Dear Globe, I started back in 2007. Uh, sorry, uh, 2017. Um, I wasn't actually, I did have a cafe back in 2008. But in 2017, I um, I had recently left school. I was I was studying art, um, and and I couldn't I couldn't swing it. I had three jobs, you know, working in a cafe, house painting, you know, mopping floors in an, in an artist warehouse. I was trying everything to stay, you know, to, to get my art degree, and I couldn't do it, you know. Um, yeah. But it, it, it took me a little while after that, I um, was invited by a friend to sort of get back into coffee. And, and I helped them out with his business. And, and, you know, that sort of sparked me getting back into, you know, that passion. Sure. And um, I, uh, I 
took some artwork to a cafe I worked at back in 2007 in Highland Town. Yeah. And the, the roaster owner there said, hey, man, how you doing? Um, do you want to learn how to roast? I could use your help. So I learned how to roast and then decided that I would start my own coffee roasting company. And, and I started Deer Globe. Now, Deer Globe came from, you know, one thing like being a landscape painter and being like a SoCal girl, you know, like learning my appreciation for nature and the ocean um, and, and making, you know, a lot of paintings about nature, you know, that that's one way I decided to name the company Deer Globe. And then the other direction was um, thinking about Baltimore. Um, back, back during Freddie Gray protests, you know, I felt, you know, for the first time in my life, this intensity that I wanted to help and like make change. And Deer Globe was my answer. It was kind of like, you know, I love Baltimore and, and Charm City and, and all these monikers we have about, you know, Baltimore. Yeah. But I wanted to have a, a name that said, you know, that, that Baltimore is a global city, you know? Yeah. And that's why I picked Deer Globe because there was this, this, you know, feminine, the deer, the, the first yeah. part of it. And then I was thinking, what about something that, that is, is, you know, universal, um, something that's more kind of like evoking that industrial um, idea we have of this city. And, and, yeah. and looking at like, what is the name of all these manufacturing companies you see back then? You know, it's all like globe industrial, globe components. So yeah. this is my version of that. Um, not to say that I'm a young industrialist, but I find <laughs> inspiration in that industrial spirit. I dig it. And I, I think in it, maybe may one of the other col uh, collateral, I guess, uh, viewpoints on it would be coffee is not just where you get it, you know, like where you're getting the cup, where you're getting your, your finished product. Yeah. It's not in that one spot. It's like, it comes from various places or what have you. And it's like recognize that this cup is in itself a, a, a global product. Definitely. That that's so inherent in the business, you know, this, this want to have, exchange with people from all over the world you know um to be an explorer and and to to be a traveler where you can you can meet people and travel to different places and, and learn about other cultures and feel like you're connected sure. um, and that's totally an aspiration you know for a young coffee roaster <laughs> to be able to you know, travel to, to different countries and go to coffee farms and meet people. And, you know, part of my hope was like, oh, I can I can travel because of my coffee business, but then I can also <laughs> do beautiful landscape paintings of, of places I've never been before. Yeah. You, can, you can get both of them. You can do both of them. You can do both. Multitasking, get both of them done. Uh, roast by day, paint by night. Uh, <laughs> 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 so in in conversations i've had um with, with people because I, I drink a lot of coffee uh coffees have uh, conversations i've had with people you talk about how uh coffee feels kind of clickish or exclusionary in terms of maybe the industry or coffee culture and big coffee culture big bean culture if you will uh what, what is your take on that and if you could what would be one thing that you would change about coffee culture immediately if you were in that position of you're president of coffee 
<laughs> uh, we, you, they want you to decide what we're going to change. What would you do? Um, I, I think, you know, that, that there should be a more humble approach to coffee culture. And I think people assume that coffee is, is the most humbling kind of job. You know, you're a barista, you're serving people coffee. It's a day-to-day thing. Mm-hmm. But there's this, been this trend in the industry, especially in the specialty coffee industry, that <laughs> on one hand, I appreciate it's, it's the technology trend. You know, these really mm-hmm. cool machines with, you know, all this, this digital gear and, and, and um, you know, we've got refractometers and, and we've, we've, we've got PIDs that, that, that control the, the, the temperature and the pressure profiling in these machines. But at the same time, you know, that stuff is very, very expensive. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and if you're looking at this from, from, you know, the angle of a young barista, like how do you expand and, and grow in this direction, you know, on your, you know, you're working for tips and hourly, like, how do you grow in that industry? And, and that's what I would want to change is like helping create more paths to the professionalism and to ownership in the industry. And that's, 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 that's definitely difficult also for minorities in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is a, a product that is from different countries and, and, and from tropical countries um, people of color are farming this coffee and yeah. the ownership, um, the whole, you know, the, the, the supply chain, the, the ownership of the supply chain is, is not predominantly people of color. And that, that's something that, that the industry is, is facing now and, and trying to figure out. Yeah, I, I remember not too long ago, uh, it, it was a it was a big thing in like, uh, I think it was Ethiopia, what have you. And I remember some of the like black coffee, like Onyx, for instance, some of the black coffee owners that I actually have had from and I've bought beans from and all of that stuff. They were like, yeah, we're not selling any. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're not selling any coffee that comes from there because they have, you know, bigger issues there than trying to sell coffee. They have like um, a war or what have you. They have some unrest going on there. And the fact that we're not going to have that should bring attention to that. And, and that kind of like, it's not going to be normal. This is going to be cut off. Like, this is a real thing. And, you know, I would imagine um, that that may have caught some people by surprise. Like, oh, why don't I have this blueberry flavored coffee? Because I hear that's the flavor that's associated with that region, really. Ethiopia, so, yes. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about let's talk about art a little bit. You mentioned landscape and and so on. Describe your artistic style. Give us that that because this is more than just coffee. We're about coffee. We're about art. So so hit us with that. Sure. Well, I mean, lately, to be honest, I've, I've become more of an artist organizer okay. than a practicing artist. And I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to sway it. You know, I'm trying to, to make art, organize art and sell coffee, make coffee. You know, um, what I, I've done in the past um, has been a lot of representation work. I've, I've, I learned how to paint in um, using oil paints and as well as acrylic. Um, and a lot of it was painting on plein air, like going to parks and, and painting cityscapes. Um, and more recently, it's, it's turned um, into abstraction. 
Okay. And that's because, you know, with, with, with the cafe I had working behind the counter, you know, six, seven days a week, I didn't have the time to outside, but I would be able to get to my studio and sort of work from imagination or from, you know, just, just the surface of the paint and, and working with the colors. Um, and that, that has been interesting. Um, and more recently, um, I, I signed on as a community art organizer for 410 Lofts. That's where uh, Deer Globe Coffee will be opening up a new brick-and-mortar location. I'm very excited, as well as an art gallery called Catalina Arts. And, and that art gallery is, is um, my vision of, of creating a space that is approachable for emerging artists, that, that is welcoming, um, and, and will represent a, a diverse group of artists in, in the Baltimore community. I think that's, I think that's important to have that. And it's, it's great because, uh, you know, it's coming back like a Phoenix from the ashes coming back and that's, that's good and coming back in a way that, um, is inclusive of that community because of, of the artistic community of the coffee drinkers community. And it, it's a opportunity for artists to get their work seen by, by people who are going to be there. It's just like, Oh, well, get some coffee. Oh, what's this? That's great. You know, how, how can I figure that out or what have you? So being in that space, I think those things, like for whatever reason, I feel like coffee and art go together, like wine and art go together. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no I, don't, I don't know. Painting, okay. No sipping and painting. That's not allowed. No, no, we don't, we don't do any of that. It's like you, you watch and have a nice sniff. It's like, you know, sniffing and painting, not, not sipping and painting. That's what we're doing. Uh, so let's see. Um, these are going to be out of order now. So let's see, share, share some of your creative influences as a, as a painter and, and, um, and, and it may not even be other paint painters. It may not be other like artists, but some of those influence, it could be, you know, other people, it could be like, Oh, I really like this musician or what have you, but who are some of your, what are some of your influences creatively? Sure. Um, visual artists. I, I really, you know, follow Vasily Kandinsky. You know, um, really early on, the idea of the spirituality in art and, and the, the spirituality, the connection between music and, and, and color and composition has always, um, uh, you know, connected with me. Um, and, and, um, and also minimalist art. Um, Morandi, you know, who is like the precursor of, of minimalism. You know, I, you, I look at... Morandi and think, look, look, these are just bottles, you know, <laughs> these are just very boring painted bottles, but there's this, you know, the, the going to the canvas and looking at that same figure over and over again and, and developing, you know, that interaction um, and responding to it with, with a, a different piece of artwork every single time. That's, that's a beautiful thing in art that yeah. takes something average or ordinary and, and to, you know, manifest something that that's that's sublime and 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 departs from our normal every day you know and then that's how i feel about coffee <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and 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 definitely musically um i'm kind of out there you know um, say more <laughs> like uh, i i like uh Georgi Leggetti, you know okay um I, I, but, but then I love Mingus, you know? And so it's like, what, what is the, what's the connection there? I don't, I don't Hold on, hold on. What'd you just say? 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. like, yeah, very, very expressive. Well, actually you wouldn't call them expressive, but, 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 um, kind of a tonal expressive modern composition. And then, you know, actually bring back something more rhythmic with jazz, but then also still like, still, you know, experimental and, 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 and just, just the, all, all the multiple layers of, 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 of harmony and melody that Mingus yeah. come up with, you know, that's, I love that. And, and yeah, they connect. You know, you know, that's, that's, that's my guy right there. It's as <laughs> if you already knew, uh, because, you know, and, and definitely the um, improvisational piece, I think with just, just when you're creating and you feel like you're in that groove and it's like, look, this is where we're going with this. Follow my lead or get left. And, and I, I admire that. Rob, maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe it's, 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 it's improvised, you know, improvisation that that is what is interesting. And then also finding patterns in improvisation, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that, that with art and that with, with, you know, daily life. Because you're always you're always pivoted in daily life too. You always have like, oh, this didn't go the way that I wanted it to. It's like you you have to pivot. Or even in the last like year or what have you, for a lot of uh, just well for people, not even a lot, just for people. Period. Hard stop. That if you're you're stuck in a specific thing, you're unable to pivot to improvise. Um, you get eaten, you get eaten by just the way that these things are. Um, and if you're able to improvise, like you're, you're admired, like you'll see different businesses here, for instance, that it's like, huh, how did you do that? I'll be damned. I see what you're doing there. You, you kind of look at it and you admire and you want to maybe learn something from it. I think it's something to be shared. Um, and that approach is, is something that I think is big, um, especially improvisational, especially when you're creating. I think that that is big because things don't always go ideal. And uh, we know that. And um, right, when you're hitting yeah. the friction with the paint, you know, and it's fighting you, it's drying too fast or, you know, it's getting muddy. Yeah. You, you, you got you know, step away for a second and sip some coffee and, and then, you know, try <laughs> to find that fluidity. And, yeah. and, and and like center yourself again and, and, and come back to it and, and hopefully, you know, finding the motions that you're used to making will, will like push you through, you know? Yeah. So this, this is not, I'm not a cat burglar. So I'm going to ask you this question. I'm not a cat burglar. I'm not going to, you know, what is your most prized possession and why? Is, are we talking about like material Possession. Um. How, however, you would want to answer that. Mm, yes, I'll leave that to you. Well, okay, I'll I'll make it easy because I I think I gotta say my 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 cello is huh. one of my most prized possessions. And mm, how much your cello is going for these days? Not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's not because I'm I'm not really a musician. Um, but it is um you know something I go to 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 meditate. Even before I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try and make a painting, you know, mm-hmm. um, something that, that 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 I can access my creativity in, in a completely different way. 
It's interesting. It's, it's interesting. I, um, I, before this um, interview and, uh, and I'm talking, I mean, from coming from the future, I, I had an interview with Max Weiss, uh, literally right before this interview. And she's a cellist as well. And she's like, yeah, you know, sometimes to meditate, I play the cello. I was like, do I need to get a damn cello? Do I just need to get it sorted <laughs> in that way? <laughs> you know, all this, this cello meditation. Uh, okay. Let's see. Um, now this is this is Baltimore. This is regional, and this might be a softball for you from from the area that we've been talking about a little bit before this podcast. But um, finish this sentence. It's filling in this blank. Blank is an area that is on the come up. What would that area be that's on the come up? Washington Market, Market Center, neighborhood, Bromo Tower, Arts District, <laughs> all the way. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and, and tell us, tell us why, tell us why, what we have going on there. If you want to want to delve into that a bit more. Well, well, very clearly Jig Globe is opening up there, <laughs> but, but no, there, there has been such, you know, a DIY art energy there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there there's, I feel like there's a, a, a collaborative community effort that's finally happening. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, it's, it's like one of my favorite parts of this city. Um, it, it's, it's beautiful. I love the architecture there. I love that Lexington Market's there. It's, it's actually the first place I lived in when I moved to Baltimore. Um, yeah. I, I didn't really know anything. I hadn't, you know, been to the East Coast ever and, and landed in Baltimore. And, and I lived um, by the Hippodrome. Yeah. And at that time, I was like, Wow, this is this is it. This is a city, and you know, it took a while to to realize that there wasn't enough of a, a neighborhood vibe. You know, not enough locally owned businesses. I'm not a lot of places to walk to. Sure. Um, but I think that it's it's you know it's shifting, and and that's what I'm really excited for is you know that 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 beautiful part of the city, and 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 more vibrancy um, being put there by people in the city and, and by these new businesses opening up and, and just, you know, the artists that, that, that have, have always, you know, been present there. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great area actually. Um, and, and not even in a pluggy sort of way, but I worked down there. Um, and, and it's odd. Like I worked down there at uh, Catholic relief services for like a year. And uh I just remember sometimes uh, just due to the nature of the job I had, I would be there late. I, I'd come in there super late and it'd be dark. And it's like, it, it's like, I, I almost feel like I'm in a, a, a detective noir novel, you know, and I'm walking through and, and maybe that's a whole different vibe, but that's the vibe I would get being down there. And it's just different things that are on that kind of, kind of strip. And, you know, I just, I just want nothing but good things for that area because it's, it's an area that's, accessible from that downtown and you can hit that the 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 tourists that are there and maybe they'll venture even further up and get into that midtown area get into that station north area i think that 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 bromo that that area is kind of the entry point to actually going into the city not just being down there you know between the stadiums or the inner harbor i think that's the entry point to really get into the city and see all the art that's there see all the culture that's there not this you know not the stuff that you're supposed to see. Right. Right. And, 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 and it's, it, it's, gr- it's got the great, you know, transit 
connections going on you know absolutely i just love the light rail that's the the the, the coffee bar in howard was like you know right on the light rail we even had a little vinyl decal of a, of a light rail train on our window yeah i remember that i just i just think that you know that why aren't people riding that thing all the time and then using that as like the main transportation to get around the city um it's it's a great train system you know yeah, it's <laughs> it's there it reminds actually it's funny it uh like I had a, a podcast with some dudes from like Cali from uh, I think they were from Los Angeles and we were just trading notes on a different transit system. And I was like, you guys transit system is great. It's like, well, we, we pay for it. We invested it, but no one really uses it. And I was like, sons of bitches. Like you, you ain't even do all of this. And I got, I got the light rail here and I really didn't appreciate it. But mm-hmm. now as you mentioned it, I, I worked for the Orioles for a point uh, for like three years when I was in college and literally that light rail came in handy a few times and I was running late. I was like, I'm about to get on this light rail. It hits everything and boom, right there at the stadium. I am good to go. So yeah, the light rail, it gets you from the airport to deep into the, almost at Pennsylvania. It's great. Yeah. Put some respect on the light rail's name, damn it. Definitely. <laughs> um, so you're you're a um, you're a transplant. You 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 moved here from the West Coast from San Diego, right? Yes. So from your your time here, you you've been here long enough that you're you're true Baltimorean. You still have that Cali cool vibe, but you're you're Baltimorean. Uh, what is the your, from your vantage point? What's the biggest misconception about Baltimore that people like coming here? They just they just don't get it. Like, what do you think people always kind of screw up when it comes to Baltimore? Oh, I, I, I don't know. Honestly, when I moved to Baltimore, I thought it was the greatest city, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely still believe it. And, and, you know, whatever pre, you know, pre notions that people have with this city may, maybe it's the crime or, or whatever, but maybe it's just people in Baltimore hoping that it doesn't get popular. <laughs> that's true it's so special really um and and um i i just you know i i just wish that that um what we do here our creativity our festivals um you know our entrepreneurial spirit um people are friendly here let's just keep doing more of that yeah keep doing the good stuff here yeah you know and, and that's the thing we don't hear people are friendly here it's, it's just like a, a town it's it's just a bunch of neighborhoods it's like yeah i know you what's up man how it is um so in the the, the last question i have and, and we we still have the opportunity to shamelessly plug and i mean you should plug all of the stuff you have coming up reopenings and all of that good stuff uh so we touched on music earlier what's the last song you listened to well, I, I can't tell you what last piece I listened to because I didn't know what the name of it was. Okay. Because I was going to say it was actually yesterday, and and um, Dear Globe hosted uh, Pop Up Jazz Jam by the Eddie Hybic, um group. I don't know if it's a trio, but it was a group of musicians from you know um, the city, from Towson, from Peabody, and it was just a jazz jam. So yeah. I, I actually can't tell you the name of the last piece, um, mm. only that it was was spectacular. That's all that really matters. Well, like, was it good? Because that that's the thing. Like, I mean, you can't Shazam 
like live music sometimes. You're like, eh. it's so fresh. It's not on Shazam. Okay. It's, it's, it's so fresh. It's original music. Yeah. <laughs> it's that. fresh. Like the coffee one would get from dear globe. Shameless plug time. What do you got? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shameless plug. Um, dear globe is opening up in 410 lofts. It's an affordable artist housing development in the Bromo Arts Tower District. I'm super excited about it because not only can I serve our delicious fresh roasted coffee roasted here in Mount Vernon, Baltimore, um, but we can showcase the artwork of Baltimore artists and we're creating and growing a bigger art community in the neighborhood. And I'm telling you, I am meeting all of these amazing people that are moving to Market Center. And I'm super excited of all the collaborations and projects that's coming our way. That's fantastic. Um, so yeah, thank you. Where, where can they find you? Where can they, learn, where can they stay up to date with everything Dear Globe? Um, you can check out our website, www.dearglobecoffee.com. Um, our IG is at Dear Globe Coffee. We're also on Facebook at Dear Globe Coffee. Um, you can order our coffee online and we're actually doing a crowdfundme for the next place. Um, cause I, uh, I need some help with this, everybody. <laughs> it's a big project. Um, and I'm hoping that the community can be involved and, you know, eventually this will be like a really great, um, art gallery and cafe. Uh, our coffee is also found at Eddie's grocery stores. Um, and local businesses like Bottoms Up Bagels, Knit Soy Metal, uh, Table Field Catering, and so many more. So there you have it. Thank you, Leanne, for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much, Rob. This has been fantastic. So for Leanne Navarro of Dear uh, Globe Coffee, I am Rob Lee saying that there is art in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it. Mm-hmm.